0: You need to embrace capitalism. RKA! I don't even know what that means, but I love it!
1: It is this hope, which is the lever of progress. My favorite fed. To keep one's reactions warm and true.
0: And they attack us because we're over there.
1: Is to have found the secret of perpetual youth. Man, you're too pretty to be a libertarian. And perpetual youth (laughs) is salvation. Salutations, Seth, stackers and Ken. You're listening to a boy named Sue. That is to C2U, a.k.a. Phil Gibson, on the Bitcoin Made Simple Podcast Network. And today I have an awesome episode for you with myself and Alex Kaufman, who is a Bitcoiner, Twitterer, Libertarianer, just a great up, great up, straight up great dude. And really smart guy, too. We talk about basically the dollar tightening thesis and where things are going, a little bit of macro, his experience at his father's hedge fund, and I was able to kind of build upon my thesis as well. So just all around great topics were discussed. And with that said, let's just jump into the episode. So before that, of course, mention to our sponsors, Shift Crypto's Bitbox O2. Go grab yourself one at bit, uh, shiftcrypto.ca. H and use the the promo code Bitcoin made simple all caps no spaces you can probably do no caps but it's just fun to say all caps no spaces and you will get yourself five percent off because if you've been paying attention to the world of quote unquote crypto then you saw the catastrophe that was Terra Luna and also you may have seen the letter that coinbase sent out. Basically, not your keys, not your cheese, especially when a shitcoin like Terra Luna implodes and when an exchange needs to bail out their their business, they can do that. They can do a bail-in with your Bitcoin. But remember, it's not your Bitcoin if it's on their platform. So, cold storage is the way. The selling proposition of Bitcoin is not only is it sound money, but you can be your own bank and take self custody of it. So, again, Shift Cryptos, Bitbox02. Go to shiftcrypto.ch and get yourself a Bitbox02 with the promo code Bitcoin made simple, all caps, no spaces, 5% off, and just sleep soundly at night knowing that you're bitcoin is yours so without further ado i'm gonna move on with the episode with alex kaufman and yes we started late in the audio recording because i was being silly and didn't hit record because we live streamed this but if you want to see the live stream video i will include that in the show notes and check out everything else in the show notes as well so if you want the full experience check out the youtube and other than that alex thanks for showing up He was on a little road trip, and he stopped by my neck of the woods, and it was just an all-around really fun, fruitful, collaborative conversation. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed having it. So, again, here it is. You're listening to A Boy Named C. That's Mr. to you. Make sure you rate, subscribe, review, and enjoy this chat. Thanks, Alex, and thank you all for listening. Enjoy. I hope that was recording the entire time, because you not? would assume live, it's okay. whatever, fuck it. <laughs> hey, we're here, welcome to a boy named C, that's Mr. CDU, you, aka Phil Gibson, with Alex Kaufman, again, this is a little strange, because I didn't hit record, but I saw it when you're live streaming, we're live streaming back, that right, was the practice, right now, reception. that was the practice, yeah. um, we talked it about, serious now, booze and parallaxing, <laughs> yeah. but, ooh, parallaxing, like, relaxing parallax and I parallax think, bro yeah oh,
0: sorry yeah um, oh no, man it's a good it's a good all-purpose word it is yeah. yes because bitcoin is all about the frame shift yes my friendship yeah, shift, yeah. Par- paradigm shift
1: exactly is it paradigm or parallax shift what's the dif- difference b- between paradigm so, and
0: parallax? i think the way it's used technically the word parallax is uh used to describe that thing that happens like in a side scroll or video game where the background, you know, in like old Mario, the background and the foreground are moving at a different rate or something, but then you can, the secondary definition would be just any kind of perception shift or frame shift. Right. Cool. You know how that they move at different rates. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so I was passing through Austin and I was like, got was that the up, first one get that up all came... the Austin awesome was,
1: was that the first one on your list or just the last resort in the first one to respond?
0: <laughs> you were the first Phil You're the first am I good at lying that's what, that's
1: <laughs> I like to hear <laughs>
0: that was it was nice of you though
1: yeah for sure
0: I appreciate that because that that's uh, no I actually visiting family here in Texas so uh you know wanted to
1: when are you moving?
0: When am I moving to Austin?
1: yeah
0: everybody's leaving any California, day now new york any and... day now <laughs> i might not be able to try to get back but um no I, I i just think that i think that you know anytime you actually take it as payment like that that's what i was reading at least about all the events that were going down i was super jealous and not uh make it for uh, what was the last big bitcoin event in austin i feel like that i missed. uh but i think bitblock boom is gonna be in austin the next one around i really want to go in to august that. yeah that's in august yeah mm-hmm. i i'd love to to come for that should yeah that's really if you, cool
1: even if you don't buy a ticket and get like you know hotel resort
0: whatever mm-hmm. uh you can just show up not i can like just show up at the thing just waltz in. like if i have the shirt then i i get in right it's probably yeah no this you is, don't you this don't this get my badge. favorite bitcoin shirt but what i'm you saying you can buy is a fraction
1: of a bitcoin you can yeah get don't want to know
0: yeah um and everybody should
1: but you can just show up like at the event because people are gonna be like in the hallways and probably like like the bars next door yeah because i mean, similar to what people did in miami's people didn't even buy tickets and they just went because they knew bitcoiners were gonna be yeah. there
0: it's a good excuse to go to miami though good networking yeah for sure well yeah i uh i didn't get out much during the pandemic so this was my way to connect to people was uh it's great was twitter was twitter spaces so and clubhouse i did get an invite to clubhouse i just n- never really used clubhouse very much um I, I got on there for a few of the Bitcoin spaces, but that's about it. Some people stayed,
1: but I am just like it, the, the network effect. Like mm-hmm. Twitter Spaces is, is better that's where it's at. Maybe not that's where it's all happening. I, I feel like Clubhouse has less tech issues because it's been around longer, but I uh, I don't know. Like people still complain about Spaces, mm-hmm. so I I haven't like popped into Clubhouse see. C- what it's like but people complain more about being dropped from stage and stuff like not because they get kicked off but because maybe they like, it feels crazy to say that twitter doesn't have enough servers so maybe people just haven't oh to-
0: getting overloaded yeah I, I remember that happening where it seemed like something on the back end got overloaded and the and the spaces just froze up or something yeah yeah so um, or maybe someone said the wrong thing I mean, that probably The trigger words.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I don't... um, It's just funny, like, Twitter being Twitter, like, they don't have the resources and capital to be a better experience than Clubhouse is. I don't know. Maybe Elon will
0: fix it. What do you think? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But then again, Twitter wasn't profitable from the get-go. I heard he was going to uh, start firing firing people. (laughs) pretty aggressively nice you yeah. should <laughs> but the, there were that. also a, a ton of people that uh were, were submitting resumes already to work under elon they're all excited to, nice to go work for twitter because elon has a huge following you know and very talented people who follow him so i wonder if he kept
1: the hr team just think of like how awful that there, is going through there's all no right way that resumes. hr like,
0: team's gone <laughs> no no it's like probably, those are the gatekeepers that yeah let in all the people that are no anti-free speech he
1: probably talked to people before he took like this is probably months in in the making yeah a few he was gonna have do what
0: i have heard people who still don't believe that the transaction will close i mean when is the deadline i i don't know the details of how how the transactions going through but he seems pretty confident that He's talking about how he's gonna fire people. I mean, it's great. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be talking about that if you didn't think the transaction was gonna close, though. So I, or maybe you would. I don't know. Yeah. it's funny stuff. But yeah, I I mean, I think that the uh, I think that the thing about really Bitcoin right now is behaving like a risk asset for sure, and that's I think the thing that credibility wise. We have to just take the bull by the horns and and deal with out there on Bitcoin Twitter as we have to um, talk about the fact that if your goal in getting Bitcoin is to make lots of US dollars and that's your only goal, then you better have a really good, I don't know. Uh, short-term trading strategy <clears throat> to get in and out and and just let it be that and ignore everything else because that's has that's nothing to, coins are for and as yeah that has nothing to do with what bitcoin is um and and so you know the people that are really hardcore no coiners like a peter schiff or something like that you know they justify it by saying that in their mental model there's no fair value right if the fair value in their mental model is that it's zero that's worth nothing then they could say well it's all it's all a bubble well my my dad studies bubbles so i had to dig in and i was like well even if we're going to have a dollar denominated bubble blown which one's going to survive just like with the dot com bubble you had ebay you had amazon survive and become enormous companies from that and bitcoin is, is there's there's no way that that is not the survivor here you know we're going to see everything else just decimated uh in this bubble bust cycle and i tweet about how bearish i am uh pretty regularly partly because i wanted to warn people uh bearish on what on all risk assets <laughs> that were in trouble because the the central bank you know painted itself into a corner basically when when you have inflation prints like they've been you're talking about the actual currency being in question right and so at some point even if they don't want to admit it their um, their policy has to also defend the dollar and i think a lot of central banks try not to ever admit that they would look at you know the value of the of their fiat you know relative to other fiat well yeah
1: that's why they've all been stacking gold <clears throat> For I mean,
0: years and accelerating yeah, that—that's one way to years. do it for sure. That's that's I mean, and this notion uh, we have all these euphemisms and words for the notion of Fed jawboning, you know, being a, a thing where oh they're just going to say lots of words and word salad. This is just accepted as something you say about what Fed policy is. Is that oh well, they're going to jawbone the markets or they're going to jawbone the dollar or whatever it is, right? They're going to come out and they're going to pay lip service to the idea that they're going to get more aggressive or be a little less dovish and all these sorts of phrases, right? And, and ultimately that's another way of sort of almost like Orwellian doublespeak is another way of saying, uh, we're not going to tell you what's actually going on. We're going to, and you will accept that we're not going to tell you we're going to tell you something that you will then accept and describe as something that is not what's going on. <laughs> and that probably doesn't even make any sense.
1: No, but, it, 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 it does. Like, yeah. I mean, whatever politicians or fed chairs say is political theater to distract from what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. And um, and to that point, what
0: do you actually think is happening? Well, um, I, I think that, a lot of what the central dogma of economics has been and why it became so irrelevant, particularly 08 and 09, when I was graduating with my, my econ degree (laughs) was, was that, you know, they didn't have, and Nobel prizes were being given out for behavioral economics and really digging into psychology and why do we have bubbles and busts and, and what are the individual economic agents actually doing in the system? Uh, And so that was happening alongside, you know, plenty of people just being taught the basic central dogma, lots of nice straight lines and supply and demand curves that um, are are completely based on, you know, assumptions about rational behavior.
1: Keynesianism.
0: Well, I mean, Keynesian was how do we elevate the state in terms of policymaking in order to achieve all these other social objectives? Okay. So that was sort of, okay, we need to bring in someone who's kind of radical in order to pull us out of the great depression. Right. And so that radicalism fed forward into a lot of hand-waving and excuse making for really, really bad economic policies with unintended consequences. So as a much more libertarian, you know, person (laughs) i look at all of this as sort of a manipulation of of human behavior and also which is never good you don't want to manipulate people you know against their will using money as this carrot and stick or regulation as a carrot and stick when all the nice things we have in civilization are from freedom giving rise to all sorts of cool complex things right so uh one of the things that you know, got me more involved in my dad's business. And, and at the time after I you know, had my degree was that he was kind of heterodox to begin with. He was like, well, it, nobody's going to pay for anything that doesn't work. So he was making models that actually worked, <laughs> that were actually forecasting, okay, here's where the stock market's going to go based on um, what actually back test well, right? Well, why does that particular pattern back test well? It was this sort of log periodic thing that is nested fractal style in the price series data. It works because we respond to the price emotionally. And so we're sitting and watching charts for things that are freely trading at auction like Bitcoin. And we're responding emotionally to it in real time. So it goes high, we're happy, we take some profits, and then it goes low because everybody's happy and they took profits. And then they're sad, you know, and then the, the cycle repeats. And that feedback loop is what causes patterns in the price data. Well, as it turns out, if this graduates all the way up to be a bubble, a massive bubble where um, they don't let the normal stuff work itself out the everything bubble. Right. If, if, if it graduates up to the level of economic policymaking, and this well-intentioned central bank behavior, which is just really, really disastrous in yeah. the long term, right? Because there's no free lunch, right? This is what Keynesian economists would never want to base their entire approach to econ on there's no free lunch, because that's that's the whole thing they're trying to engineer their way around, Um is how do we shift costs to other maybe other parts of society or to the state or something like that with Keynesian economics? But ultimately, you know, you never escape it, there's always someone who gets hurt from from those kinds of policies. So, uh, anyway, the point that I wanted to make with bubbles and busts is just that even if we're in a massive crypto bubble right now, which we are, NFTs are the bubble, and I, I tweet as much, uh, <laughs> is, is that. What's happening with the dollar and dollar denominated assets being bubbleized or the, the everything bubble there is that it's, it's losing credibility. Right. So, which is why they're tightening. We, yeah, well, are exactly, is that what's happening by them uh, causing some pain in risk assets right now by doing what a half a point raise on top of a quarter point raise is I think in their view, giving them back some of that much needed credibility, like that's the apex predator of the whole story is that whether or not the Fed has, is credible, will they actually turn the screws on everybody um, and take the punch bowl away from the party? That was sort yes. of the, the whole point, right? Is that if, it, if they aren't willing to do that, oh, we're courting hyperinflation, which for the record, our true hyperinflation, it would be worse than a depression or modern great depression even it would be much worse to go full weimar republic yeah so um probably probably doesn't last
1: as long as the great depression though right well i I think that it's like
0: a well no venezuela is the modern example because what happened with the venezuelan stock market is they just switched it off right these things are all digital now (laughs) so it went parabolic in Bolivar denominated terms and then they just turned it off and everyone's like Wait, where, where did my stock market account go that I was doing so well <laughs> in Bolivar terms Hold the lever and they're like yeah we, we really don't want you to have any assets so um, I'm sure that was fun for you but we're switching that off you know <laughs> I'm sure and then they was start fun for you stockpiling Tide bottles you know to store value down there, right? <laughs> And they showed pictures is like, you know, a credit to the gold bugs in Venezuela. They were shaving little bits of gold just at at food markets and stuff because, you know, the infrastructure has to exist for Bitcoin to get penetration in terms of mobile phones and cell and towers and all the rest of it. And so if you literally have to get food and you know that gold is somewhat still a, a proxy for money and you're completely destroyed by a modern hyperinflation well that's what you do you don't bring a stack of useless Bolivar paper notes you know to to your farmer's market you you bring something that's at least physically small and somewhat verifiable you know based on the weight or something like that so anyway yeah i mean uh, to me it's really interesting because If this is completely a currency story, what's going on with Bitcoin, it all makes so much more sense. That's why the NFTs bugged me so much on Twitter and the people suddenly getting hexagons for their NFTs. um, That was just an auto block for me. (laughs) Because it's just... Except some people... just like like the apex of just... Some some people that do that,
1: though, are Bitcoiners trolling because they think that they can go into a safe moon room... Yeah, and convert them and save them.
0: No. because you can't save everyone, right? That's no, you can't. Say that.
1: I'm not advocating that. Yeah, Brian, <laughs> watching you. Um, so yeah, if it's not Brian, oh, you mean Sh- Shinobi? No, okay. um, he goes by Brain, I believe. Oh, okay. I probably fucked up his name just now. Don't care. Um, so if this is if this isn't a currency thing, what else do you think it might be?
0: Well, uh, you know, it it kind of has to be uh, a currency thing. Uh, I guess you could make the argument that the the companies and and when I first really started looking at the um, at the kind of stock implications, because I, I I really mostly came at this from the stock market and TradFi. I was like, well, I get the Bitcoin story. This is going to be especially hot with inflation. And so one and I long some of the mining stocks for Bitcoin miners like Riot Blockchain. And that worked out pretty well as things were going up. So I was sort of using that as a proxy in other accounts for just getting Bitcoin directly and Eventually I got converted to well I just need to stack a lot of bitcoins directly yeah. myself rather than speculating in the stock of the company that mines the Bitcoin. but it's got a multiplier just like a gold mining or a silver mining stock mm. would have a multiplier. And that's that's healthy that's good because you you, you want to see that kind of I know it's considered a commodity yeah. and, and the central bankers like Christine Lagarde don't want you to say that it's a currency. Yeah. And I think that's super interesting that they are so triggered by that. It was like he thinks that does protest too much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the EU completely hates like
1: this crowd. I call Davos as a lot of people do. Davos crowd, yeah. Davos sure. consisting yeah. of basically the EU, but those are the real, true globalists, and they there's Davos people in the current administration here, and uh, just WEF whatever. But they completely hate Bitcoin. And that's why I think they are more friendly to Ethereum. Perhaps they created Ethereum and just propped up Vitalik as their little, their little stage boy. But they can actually, yeah. it's centralized or even like Ripple or whatever. But I'm, I mean, from what I've, I've heard, the regulations on crypto are a lot more intense in, in Europe and there's well, there's this there's this opportunity I think for the U.S. to actually embrace Bitcoin, whereas over there in the EU they'll try to use some other other centralized crypto assets and have that be their try to you know quasi replacement
0: of the IMF CBDC. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they were talking about special drawing rights, the SDR, way before. You know, crypto and Bitcoin yeah. were, was sort of the dominant part of that, that world currency conversation. They're like, oh, well, maybe that'll be the world currency is whatever they use these SDRs for or something. And, you know, this battle over there being a world currency it didn't really click in my head, kind of the nature of that whole battle until I started thinking about um, the way the gold standard used to function. Um, and why it was a good thing. And so there was this one, uh, I think Steve Forbes partnered with PBS of all partnerships uh, to make this it was an award winning documentary you can still get for free online at InMoneyWeTrust.org, trust.org. And I, I, I loved it and even mentioned Bitcoin at the end. Um, it's a it's a really good documentary. You can when was this? I, I don't know. I just I tweet about, I tweet out that link sometimes in the in reply threads. Because it's it's so great, um, and the history there, if I'm poorly recapping, uh, is just that when you define and Steve Forbes himself is basically in the documentary talking about this, when you define money, uh, almost like you define say uh, a kilogram or something like that uh, as a unit of measure, and you you have a, a uh, equivalence, it perfuses just trust. Uh, I mean. No, trust not distrust it refuses trust out into society um globally and so gold through the gold standard was a one world currency yeah but it was only that because I mean, of still that is to
1: uh, some extent
0: right to some extent but what was happening was that as as america was ascendant you know america's currency of the dollar and our commitment to the gold standard was sort of the momentum behind that being dominant. And then the sort of the, the, the catch up that you have to do after you essentially default on that promise uh, during the Vietnam war and all that jazz. I mean, is, is that you, you have to kind of force people to use dollars. And I mean, when that you have like
1: exactly what we did.
0: Yeah. And when you have empire, you can kind of do that. And the British pound I'm sure was used much more widely when it was You know, sun never set on on their empire. So, uh, you know, the the thing that occurred to me at one point before I got really into Twitter spaces was that, you know, the metal bugs and the Bitcoiners should be friends and talk about, well, how do you actually take something that's relatively scarce, but physical and made of atoms, and somehow connect it to this thing that's absolutely scarce and is really useful with the Lightning Network and all the rest, for medium of exchange all of that stuff and and merge them together and not really merge them in the sense that you you ruin either one just
1: put them in a basket
0: well it it's more like uh,
1: your sdr
0: it's it's more like this idea that uh you can only redenominate economies into sats at least in my head like in down there in el salvador they are still dollarized right it's a joint currency like the um there used to be this old debate about silver and gold being uh, the, what was it? The bimetallism? Yes, used to be this big currency debate in the U S oh, we should have more silver or whatever it was, but that was a big debate at one time. Well, now what you have in El Salvador is, you know, two two things. Yeah. I mean, the dollar uh, has to, Still be, you know, extremely relevant to those those folks because that's probably most of what you see on menus and things, right? Is oh, it's this many. In fact, I think Max Kaiser even posted a little uh, uh, spot of him, you know, ordering at a restaurant down there in San Salvador, and the menu is all has dollars. You know, you don't actually have a significant change uh, until you price in Sats because then you have to actually address the volatility issue head on and say, okay, well what's our volatility premium that we as a little restaurant or food vendor or something have to put if we price in Sats? because we're not going to go back and change it every five minutes based on the dollar, you know, Bitcoin cross rate. And so if you have high volatility events, like we're in right now too, you have this issue where there needs to be someone to step in kind of buyer of last resort to prop up the price for countries to be able to denominate in sats and not necessarily to prop up the price. This is, this is all sacrilege, right? <laughs> to say some of these things, but because you don't want to, as a libertarian, you don't want to encourage the state to go in and manipulate. But at the same time, even if it was all private owners, what private Bitcoin whales sort of working together to dampen down the volatility, um, <laughs> you know, it would have the same effect is that the volatility is what keeps you from getting to unit of account and medium of exchange. And and we have to address it, you know, somehow. Yeah. And hopefully we keep crab walking around this
1: uh, 25K sub 30K around there. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we can give institutions opportunities to buy more Bitcoin. This probably sounds more hopeful than anything but i i would not be surprised if the fed jerome powell wall street the 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 12 regional fed banks the commercial banks all being in cahoots to keep doing what they're doing raising rates Mm -hmm. tightening and uh still raising like reverse repo payout rates in overseas uh, uh, repo facilities just sending all these signals of like hey s- drop what you have and get dollars and mm-hmm. as they continue to raise rates and to just dis- destroy what demand people have in the stock market and tell people to wake the fuck up, pull back, let everything sell and reevaluate where does my value actually need to be and I think yeah. if they do need to do a bailout or prop up Bitcoin, I mean, right now, it's it's a, it's a currency war, ultimately, between the dollar and the uh, the euro. And what I like to say is that, sorry, it's going to be somewhat yeah. of a, a long monologue. But, no,
0: that's all good. But, I just want to say we, we're definitely not asking for a bailout because that was the whole point, right? So bailouts are bad. Right?
1: Well... Not direct bailouts for corporations and stuff like in 08, but uh, it's really the Fed building itself out by buying Bitcoin.
0: Okay. Um, I think that... Because it strengthens... The Fed should go away um, well, entirely. Well, I do too. I think the U.S. Treasury should stack cold storage Bitcoin in a vault. They're not going to do that. Tre- Treasury's is. Well, no, my... Okay, my my point in saying that is that if you see the way Bukele you know, buys the dip, mm-hmm. BTFD, right, and just tweets about it, um, why isn't the U.S. Treasury Secretary doing that? That's my point. Is that we don't need a central bank, just like they don't have a fiat currency in El Salvador. We we don't need so you know to to either. to address that.
1: <laughs> These central bank, the Fed is bifurcating. With like the rest of the government, because, as I mentioned, they are basically just Davos sleeper cells like this current administration wants to embarrass and destroy America as we know it.
0: Well, that's a whole and, nother. <laughs> rap- and, and this is why.
1: Pal is tightening
0: mm-hmm. or
1: the people that put Pal in place made him tighten because he uh, but see that's the thing i'm glad he's tightening no i'm too oh you are this okay. is my thesis, well this is Tom tom's well, thesis. i mean it's gonna hurt
0: a lot of people but
1: yes but no you have like, to defend the dollar jerome like powell is my daddy for the
0: foreseeable future
1: okay <laughs> as well as putin not really well i, I mean he's, he's
0: printing money into my put options whereas i wish i had call options back when things were pumping but uh no i've been just bearish a long time and so from from you never know when it's gonna. From change. what I've heard, basically,
1: uh, your Gary Gensler's and your Janet Yellens and even your Christine Lagarde's like just wrap all that up. Whoever the fuck like runs IMF Ursula or something, um, they're <laughs> basically like all Davos and pro EU, and they want to destroy like they are shooting themselves economically in the foot in, in Europe, uh, intentionally because they need it all to collapse and have people just bow down to them say yes uh lord uh, klaus schwab we want our cbdc from from you because there's no other way but they want to destroy america first Hmm. that way if the eu crumbles they don't need to worry about the fear of capital flight Hmm. into the u.s which is what is happening Hmm. which is why you had the announcement last week of you know 50 bips and then the stock market rallied. I think that was capital flight. Yes, the next day
0: that was just a dead cat bounce. It kept going lower. So,
1: well, it, yeah. yeah, that's why I said it kept going lower after yeah that because I mean people
0: corporations, people always-
1: zombie companies were yeah. like, oh shit, my cheap money isn't cheap anymore. Yeah, but yeah, th- sure. this is what Powell is doing. Yeah, he's he's sure raising did. rates, as you and I will probably agree here. He's raising rates and tightening to say, Hey, we're not fucking around Mm -hmm. because Europe, you are literally trying to kill us and embarrass us. And we don't want to be under your IMF BIS like system Mm -hmm. of monetary control, because that's what we do here in America, because the commercial banks and the fed member banks are all shareholders of the fed. And this is how the U S banking system maintains its power and control through this, yes corporate if you will but still ironically decentralized system Mm -hmm. that you fucks across a pond don't have and we want to maintain our stature and power and when you are trying to do these build back better bills and stimulate us out of into oblivion Mm -hmm. where we don't actually okay any of this stuff then we can't be friends When you pass the CARES Act and actually allow BlackRock the ability to the Fed window when that is for banks, I mean, this is in the Klaus Schwab's playbook of corporations Mm -hmm. are going to replace nation states. Mm. Powell and the Fed, that is not part of their agenda. And so what this is, it is a fight to preserve the power that the banking cartel in the us has because after 2008 the global banking cartel basically broke because of like all the bailouts in cyprus and whatever right but now it's come to a halt and i think that is why pal was put in in 2018 or whenever the hell he he came in he was mm-hmm. put in because wall street the bank saw that we can't do this whole global banking cartel thing like you the, know there there's a bifurcation in the mob and i think this is what they have been trying to do mm. and this is their opportunity to be successful and then one other thing is that um LIBOR and the Euro dollar basically had more control over monetary policy than the Fed did because they were offshore dollars and so mm. you just have like the seeing game like fighting and mm. now Finally, in this year, the Fed is on SOFR, which is
0: yeah, right
1: yeah, which is based on like a uh, actual market rate between banks, and mm-hmm. whereas that they didn't have that before, and you had eighteen banks meeting in London, only one of them representing the interests of the United States, which was JP Morgan. Yeah, and they basically said, "Oh yeah, LIBOR is going to be this." And by the way, we're gonna keep printing euro dollars, mm-hmm. and and now that we're on, so for all of U.S. debt is indexed to that, and there have been other other um, secured debt like uh, indexes and rates. They're starting to spring up, mm-hmm. which is basically kind of like saying "fuck you" to the LIBOR in a sense. And I think this is actually a spark of of hope because. You are actually having people like at the elites, not just in America but elsewhere, that are saying, Hey, we actually don't want this whole like EU, you know, World Economic Forum, CBDC kind of life Mm -hmm. where the golden billion are going to ring over us in this new era of serfdom. We're not going to have that because, like, the Fed is trying to maintain its power. You have people like Greece, just I think yesterday. Or maybe a week ago, but when Christine Lagarde was trying to pass these policies that, hey, you know, you can't do business with Russia or anyone that uh, that ships goods with Russia Mm -hmm. and you have Greece stand up and they say, uh, no, look at our geolocation. We have a stronghold. And if we wanted to, we could do a Grexit. Right. Because Europe is so dependent on. But anyway, so that just goes back to you have like these. Secured overnight rates, I think that are now becoming like popularized if you will, because they don't actually want to commit financial suicide and abide by this new world global great reset. This is your friendly reminder to rate subscribe if you say the best things. They come in threes like rate, subscribe review. if you If you ready five stars, we can raise the bar, subscribe so you can stay in tune. Don't forget at the very end to leave a nice review. Something like I love you, (whistles) Sue. Rate, subscribe, review, please. Thank you. Not your keys, not your coin. If you're in Bitcoin and you haven't heard this, you're hearing it now the value proposition of bitcoin is that you are your own bank you take complete self-custody of this thing and you don't need to trust anyone but yourself as uncle ben says with great power comes great responsibility and i'm pretty sure that all you bitcoiner dudes and ladies out there can put on your grown-up pants and take self-custody honestly one of the best options is the Bitbox O2 by Shift Crypto because it's just sleek and voluptuous and lovely and it's user friendly. And that's what we want out of Bitcoin. We want to be able to store Bitcoin, access it, use it in a way that a toddler can. And that's pretty much what you're getting from the Bitbox O2. You got your cold storage on a hardware device And you can sleep soundly at night knowing that you're your own bank and no one else can come and steal your Bitcoin. And that's all possible with SHIP Crypto's Bitbox O2. So if you want to put on your big boy and big girl pants and be a good Bitcoiner and actually own your money, as opposed to putting it on an exchange or a bank, let's just call them for what they are, a bank, where they're rehypothecating that Bitcoin. And again, this isn't Your Bitcoin. If you put it on there, it's theirs. And so it's not your money they're losing. It's their money they're losing. Because they're trying to use that Bitcoin to make more money. Take the spread. The vig, if you will. And honestly, they go tits up. Because they're bad actors. And they don't care about you and your wealth. Because when your Bitcoin's with them is no longer yours. So... If you want to bypass all of that, go to shiftcrypto.ch and snag yourself a BitBox O2. Use the promo code Bitcoin Simple, all caps, no spaces, for five percent off a BitBox O2 from shiftcrypto.ch. Because self custody is self sovereignty. Get that Bitcoin in the right hands, your hands.
0: Well, I, I think you know I've read most of the things that feed into all the things you just talked about in terms of they're openly admitting you know hey we should have a great reset and oh doesn't that sound great you know good and oh covid's an opportunity like what (laughs) that's not good and then all of the agitation around now russia and ukraine right and so the geopolitics are always relevant to financial markets in some way and i used to Binge watch tons of Bloomberg TV, and I I I still do, right? (laughs) But partly because I want to understand, you know, the uh, analysis of of how they are thinking on Wall Street through geopolitics, these sorts of things, right? You can I I cause and effect, right? That they perceive, at least the punditry or whatever, right? The tail wags the dog. Managers on there all the time.
1: Okay, so this is what I've really been trying to champion in the show recently and and um all thanks to Tom Longo who I'll I'll send you links and stuff okay. but I completely changed my way of thinking about the Fed, about money, how this is really a battle of Europe versus us or America. Mm. Um but you cannot separate economics from politics because the tail I wags yeah. the tail wags the dog and they switch positions on who's the tail and who's the dog. Okay. And yeah, I'll accept that. Too. And and too many, there's too much cuckery on Twitter, on just mainstream media, where people won't touch the, the political side, the geopolitical side, with a, with a 10-foot pole. Because maybe whatever hedge fund they're running, they have interests, or they're managing the assets of people that right that are just running the political status quo and this is why it's so important to i think say the quiet parts out loud to an extent because people can still get canceled but at the same time
0: that's the only thing we should cancel is the cancel culture yeah because (laughs) it's
1: it's it's so ron paul like truth is treason in the empire of lies absolutely and what uh, when you have finance bro censoring themselves it's just doing a disservice to the people that are actually listening Mm. and they are probably deliberately censoring themselves because of course they they're just going along to get along and
0: well keep making more money you know bearish talk is is interesting on financial journalism too because um it's one of the ways that you can tell things have really gotten out of hand is when you you get a, a sense that um, you can't have bearish people on the news <laughs> if they, yeah. they're talking too much about the negatives and the downside consequences. And I think they uh, could
1: twist that and make it fear porn, though. Fear well, porn another That's, a whole, nother, that's a whole nother thing. Right. But yeah. it just in otherwise of, they would have to do the Alex Jones thing.
0: Right. But just in terms of <laughs> pumping things and or inverting Jim Cramer or something yeah. like that. Um, and I found it interesting that uh, you know, there's certain people they, they won't have on the shows anymore, like you know, Peter Schiff doesn't get invites on, on CNBC anymore, and that's just an anecdote. But since one that's what he said on one of the Twitter spaces, I think it was one of Log's spaces where it was a uh, father and son debating a lot of Bitcoiners, oh, it was yeah. a kind of an epic space. Uh, that was like, were you in on that? Yeah, no,
1: I, th- I think one of my most, most like viral tweets because my tweets aren't viral. But uh, it, it took off because I said, what did I say? I said, just <laughs> got yelled at by Peter Schiff. It's the best day ever. <laughs> <shit> like that.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed listening to that because there were some oh really God. good questions asked and he just, you know, lost his mind type of <laughs> reaction. It was a child. Um, but the thing is, is that there are a lot of people and of course, he's he's acting very smug right now. Any any downturn in the price, and uh, he gets excited. Uh, like, but I have not look I, at I have this Dow back and forth and with
1: my dad. else is going down right now, Peter? Sorry, ahead.
0: well, I have a similar back and forth with my dad about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That you know, I've mentioned this on Spaces is that uh, you know, he he, he being. Uh, the the architect of a bubble detector is definitely got, you know, his his um, alert uh, antenna up very high. And any time, you know, something moves parabolic or, you know, that there's a lot of hype around it. And so cutting through the hype, you know, I wanted to kind of find my people and I went straight to the maximalist because even though I'm I'm you know, sympathetic to metal bugs um, politically. Went straight to the Bitcoin Maxis because they're the ones who are kind of taking it to their own, the affinity scammers, right? The crypto bros and all the stuff that's been going on and this crazy NFT stuff. Um, and to me, that's the that's the moral high ground, right? Is in in a lot of ways that's calling it out as what it is and just yeah. saying, look, there are some core elements here that from Satoshi's what I would call a discovery to the point we're at now, you know, really laid bare the fallacy of Keynesian economics. There's a whole bigger picture, right, Um, that you have to understand, you know, what, you know, what happened after 1971 and the end of the gold standard. So a lot of people just would rather number go up. And so if numbers going up for, I don't know, some weird techno, kitty nft or something you know whatever crazy thing people are burning dollars on um it, it means that uh they've kind of gotten to you with this inflationism where where you you're starting to get in that mindset as inflation gets hotter and hotter the average person in america gets in that mindset like oh okay i got my paycheck I really need to burn it <laughs> as fast as possible and not really think too much about it, whether that's to get an NFT or whatever it is. It's like they they're scared to have just dollars or to be savers of of their dollars. And that's a symptom of that runaway freight train starting yeah. to take root. Right. And so you could either end up with, hey, we're actually going to let risk assets denominated dollars implode or you're going to get $300 a gallon milk which do you want you know because the structural underpinning of the economy was going to be affected the reality was going to be affected by coven by the pandemic no matter what anybody did to paper it over it, fiscal and monetary policy does not change people dying from a virus and having everything to having to retool everything to deal with it and everyone getting freaked out by the whole response and the you know, the worldwide implications, and we still have, you know, crazy Shanghai lockdowns right now happening. Um, I retweeted this guy who was, uh, you know, uh, I think one of the few, you know, getting tweets out of a lockdown apartment building, working for some foreign company there, and he was just feeling unencumbered to just say what the situation was. And I was retweeting him as I'm like, this is boots on the ground news from Shanghai of what's going on there. And they were showing pictures too of all the um, backed up ports, right? Going in and out of China right now. So, you know, these things made March, 2020 happen in our markets, right? That big move um, that was dramatic. And at that time, I mean, I was, I was a market bear even at that time, I've been bearish for way, way long. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I was able to throw a very small amount of money on a put option on a Friday, knowing, you know, as that was happening, that, you know, those crashes happened very fast and have it 10 X by the Monday open, you know, type of thing, because it was moving so fast. And on Sunday afternoon, you'd see, you know, hey, the futures are already limit down uh, on Bloomberg TV. <laughs> so, so that kind of thing where, Um, you know in advance that circuit breakers are getting hit because it's so violent. Uh, You know, that's, it's jarring. And I don't know if you remember when oil went negative. Yeah. Uh, But you know, now we're at the point where everyone's complaining that it's way too positive, (laughs) you know, in terms of the, um, the price of energy. So, you know, that's the other thing at 08 and 09 during that crash, I think people really focused on real estate and discounted the role of energy prices and energy price inflation, because a barrel of oil went super high right before everything, all the wheels came off in 08 and 09. It was $150 a barrel. Yeah. You know,
1: I keep seeing charts and I can't give an exact anecdote, but, a- anecdote, but the, just the, the parallels of like, Oh, well, you know, this rate was just, I, I think it was actually, um, like refinancing rates did mm-hmm. what they did like before the, the crash in 08 and just other anecdotes like well this happened but this is happening now then this happened before this crash so right yeah leading indicators yeah yeah indicators and then i'm also seeing and hearing people say oh no it's it's not going to be a, a recession it's gonna be a downturn it's going to be a depression
0: well and I, I think that like is going to be terrible, and like <laughs> I what think the that fuck I get called you know being reactionary and everything, um, because of that kind of extreme level of uh, you know what I had a a guy and I'm um, Howard something uh, Stern. No, no, no. There was I think he's a VC, uh, but. Anyway, yeah, a guy on, on Twitter called me silly for coming on and saying, Yeah, I, I'm, you know, forecasting partly because of the magnitude of this mega bubble that our, our systems detected and everything. But way back in 2018, uh, it had just gotten so big even in 2018 uh, that, that that's why when, when COVID happened and they, and they went even harder and just erased March 2020 forcibly. I was like, this has to be the final inning The whatever because I thought in March 2020 when it crashed, I thought um, we were going to go down 90% on the Dow. I thought that was the moment when the wheels were officially coming off, um, because we were so fragile going into it I didn't think they had the tools to do what they did but. Apparently they did, but they courted a whole nother kind of I think you're about to
1: make me buy Bitcoin right now. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) You know, it all leads to buying Bitcoin. (laughs) You know, I am like on the the trigger to like load up my cash app. Well, because it's really, I mean, the, the best way to describe this type of currency management is, is horribly irresponsible yeah like that's that's the way you describe the management of the dollar and so dollarized countries and people and and nation states that have pegged to the dollar know this is really irresponsible what what the heck are they doing i think there are there are places all over the world that know yeah you know um the saudi real is pegged to the dollar and has been you know that's sort of the petrodollar complex which they're saying that i guess which they're saying no, we're done <laughs> i don't know is that is the unpeg going to happen there or not or are they going to manage they wouldn't take
1: the a message? call from
0: biden oh well that's that's I think that might be for other reasons um i mean that's that's politics but the actually you know break the peg would be financial news for sure uh, maybe it's already i mean people maybe are gonna people
1: people are like turning to russia right which is actually setting like an example the us should take maybe not exactly but they basically force the world on a gold standard or a ruble standard because they're backing that, the ruble by by oil and, and gold like like right. commodities which they can i mean commodities are which still is, important. Which, which is strengthening the ruble because they yeah. they're basically saying hey do you want this like world reserve asset which is oil arguably but well hold on hold on yeah so they're basically saying like do you want this okay Mm -hmm. you can either pay us in rubles or gold right and so what's stopping like during this 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 crab walk what is stopping the fed from buying up a shit ton of bitcoin and doing
0: i guess the same i didn't really think this out in my head before i said it it's all good This is. it's i do the same thing i just sort of because the causality in econ, these are complex systems. So you can have so all, all these daisy chains of causation <laughs> yeah. that are unrelated, right? Yeah. And then they intersect. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what, what just happened? Because it's it kind of confluence of events. Yeah, And so, you know, I think the big thing with Bitcoin is really world trade, is that at this point, what seemed to be happening and what should still happen and i was so happy to see bukele tweet that he bought the dip the other day uh but you know don't just leave it up to him and his nation state treasury i mean uh, no one country's gonna be perfect politically that's for sure but lots of these little countries have things to barter with they have exports so they have you know some amount of reserves or something like that and they can basically be thinking about it in terms of controlling some portion of the world's future uh, money supply. You want our bananas, pay us in Bitcoin. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't really matter what you export. And I think See, that's why I, level, paused, that's why I paused with what
1: I was saying. I was like, well, what does the US have? Oh, like, we
0: have all sorts of things. You know, all sorts of things. We're- I mean, what do we, what do we, what do we, why we have energy independence? Well, I, yeah, I, fracking, I know, right?
1: but, but still, what do we export if we are the world's largest importer? Because we need to completely redo the I mean, industry here because,
0: well, I, I think, and, and I think there've been a lot of answers to that question over time, right? Like, oh, what do we have? Well, we some could people say oh, well what, we're sort of exporting our culture, or No, consuming like that. a lot of Hold on, hold on. Hollywood hold on. Hold on. Hold on, yeah. hold on.
1: What we do, what we could have is bitcoin.
0: Uh, I think you know, the internet itself being a global network is what makes bitcoin relevant as a global money, right? Is is that if the internet were Balkanized, and I think there was I follow and retweet the little Satoshi bot that just has quotes from Satoshi, original quotes That's from Satoshi. It's a good one. And uh, and one of the little Satoshi quotes was something about this balkanization of the internet concept is that, well, if one nation really didn't want Bitcoin to happen to them, kind of to affect them in any way, then yeah, they could try to completely ring fence their internet or operate on an intranet, which I think is what North Korea does, right? Yeah. They they really try to you know keep everything out, but what about usb sticks i mean or different (laughs) you know there are all sorts of and satellite data you know so he foresaw satoshi foresaw or whoever it was uh this leakiness that the internet gets in no matter what kind of draconian crazy authoritarian bs yeah any given government would want to do is that people want to be free Mm -hmm. and so the desire to be free and to i don't know just live in reality as opposed to some sort of a weird propagandized little cultish nation state right uh is is always going to push against that that orwellian desire to control people and and so i think you know we have to be willing to accept i think around the world every everyone does that that there is going to be more liberty and not less and that the reason that we feel like there's less right now particularly after covid i know right is because is because they're panicking they're they're panicking they're scrambling well i mean if you want to control people and then like no no they don't don't have any other
1: option is what is happening they are scrambling to maintain what power that they have because they know that people are standing up greece being an example like i said uh, people are are starving probably but so just to pull on on my my theory in parallel to what the u.s could do similar to what Russia is doing again, pie in the sky idea, but Putin is strengthening the ruble saying, Hey, we know that you want this oil or Mm -hmm. this soil or this gold. So buy it in rubles and the U S could beat the world to the punch by strengthening the dollar, not only by tightening QT and raising rates, but Hey, as everyone does capital flight and rushes to dollars. Now take those dollars and say, hey, during this crab walk, the Fed actually bought a a ton of Bitcoin. You want this well,
0: Bitcoin?
1: You want this yeah. Bitcoin? Yeah. Pay us in dollars.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> well.
1: Like Putin did with Six, oil and half, gold buy, pay us in rubles. Mm-hmm. when the world wants bitcoin yes you you're gonna mine you're gonna mine bitcoin where you can get the cheapest energy which arguably is russia they have the marginal price to mine uh to drill oil mm-hmm. they probably have the cheapest place in the world to mine bitcoin so this is like a race now between russia and u.s like an, a new cold war if you will but but again Maybe. but if the u.s beats russia to the punch and I'm not like a like a Russia hawk or anything. I just zoom out and see what's happening geopolitically and the incentives of people's actions. Yeah. But it would make sense, I think, when you have companies like Exxon, I don't it wasn't like a huge story or anything, but they are mm-hmm. dabbling into mining Bitcoin. And Right. What better strategy than to beat the world to the punch on Bitcoin when you have a tightening, hawkish Fed trying to preserve the credibility of the dollar in treasuries mm-hmm. than to get a head start and get as much fucking Bitcoin as you can. And then, sure. hey, world, you want this? You want to buy some? We'll sell it to you. Give us dollars.
0: I mean, maybe I'm just... this is- Maybe I'm just too stupid to wrap my head around some of these sorts of sorts of uh, maneuvers with with currency wars, but uh, to me it just it just seems like I don't know. I, if you can create the dollars out of thin air, then or the rubles or any of the the fiats, then they don't need right, to. I know, but. It just seems stupid like the thing the the idea of okay i want gold in exchange for this stuff like makes sense in my head right but as soon as they're like oh you know go go pay us in dollars pay us in ruble i mean or whatever this because people are selling that because people are selling what
1: currencies they have because they're trash and they're buying they're
0: they're selling their euros for rubles they're selling their euros for dollars but if you're saying the currency is trash I'm asking you, why is it trash? And the answer is always bad currency management. Yeah. So if the if the currency were managed in a way where the that fiat were defined by some fixed convertibility, right? Where you take something, it could be something else. It could be, hey, uh hundred dollars equals exactly one barrel of oil and then they try to fudge that or something that sure, you, know, you could have an oil convertibility window <laughs> if you really wanted to but it's freely trading to some of course then gets manipulated by OPEC or whatever or now the OPEC plus but my my point is is that if <laughs> if your chart looks like a step function because it's literally pegged you know that's going to create stability artificially, I'll grant you, but that creates a, a, a type of stability when you're actually then trying to have something be used as the money in lots of places all over the world. So this that's, idea, that's my point. Right. This idea that it's this runaway freight train, we just have to get into these currency wars and these, these well, uh, this very is, unpeaceful geopolitics. Well, this is you know, how the Fed wins. Me. This is how the Fed wins the currency war, it's my point. Nobody wins that just like nobody wins a nuclear war nobody wins everybody loses it's just a lot of stupid that's what i'm trying to say it's just a lot of stuff you see where I'm you can peg from, the right? dollar today to the sat you could do it today okay just by an executive yeah, order not that i'm a fan of executive orders but you could do it today you could say we're defanging the federal reserve we're empowering the u.s treasury no 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 to pay no, no, no. the dollar to no sh- that's not
1: what i'm saying okay the fed so stays in-
0: no okay
1: this whole conversation was the feds doing what it's doing right now to
0: gain credibility yes right we came to that conclusion well because they're on autopilot yeah they don't know the real way to gain credibility is is already right in front of them They're on autopilot. They think this is the only way to gain credibility. Is no, no, no. Hurt a lot of people by raising rates. No. Okay. You
1: tell me. They they already see. Okay, so you, the answer is in front of them. Like you said, that's that's Bitcoin. Well, right.
0: It would be a really good answer. Yeah.
1: Okay. Great. Maybe they already saw that, and maybe all the things that we've been seeing with tightening and raising rates, whatever, that's just part of the process.
0: Well, the issue is that the Fed doesn't have to exist. I think that's the big... I issue. know. The they, they think waves. this is
1: the best way for them to keep what power that they have. Because just like... Listen, listen. Just yeah, like... Whatever. Just like <laughs> how... I, I know it, like that sounds stupid because it's going to end up failing because their central plan are still at the end of the day. But still, just as... Yeah. As in Europe, they are scrambling to keep whatever power and control that they have by hurting themselves economically. Maybe the people running the Fed have the same equal amount of hubris, but are taking the opposite approach because they're seeing how effective it is in Russia by strengthening the dollar, Mm -hmm. by demanding that if you want these commodities, you have to pay in rubles. And so the I don't feds seem working thing. for
0: Russia at all. I don't I don't I don't think that's a winning strategy for for Russia at all. I I look at the whole mess uh, with what Russia's doing and and think that it's sad. Okay, uh, yeah, Russia is Russia side. Dangerous, yeah.
1: Ro- stupid. Whatever Russia yeah. aside. Like, like no, the the point is they are quasi backing their currency by commodities. And if the Fed wants to maintain credibility and gain that trust back. Mm-hmm. Why not do that with Bitcoin? Is my point. Well, and if right. all of these strategies that they are doing with raising rates and tightening and just whatever, trying to force a recession, which will turn into a depression, how could those not be stepping stones to ultimately preserve the credibility of the dollar by backing it by the digital commodity that's Bitcoin and running There's their kind of and, and running their financial yeah. system on that and not Ethereum or Ripple yeah. or whatever the EU wants to do.
0: The the it, it, there are a few things to unpack there, and I'll, let me try to segment it because that's it makes a lot of sense to to think the way that you do but I just, I just think about it differently. Okay. And, and maybe I'm stupid. I'm probably stupid, but <laughs> the way that I think about it, you're now more stupid than me is just that. Uh, we already kind of know, you know, every time Bitcoiners call out the FUD in mainstream media, we already kind of know what this trajectory is that they, that um, we always say they, right. But, but that, is being put forth to defend the dollar, right? Mm -hmm. Is that if Bitcoin can be called a commodity and not a currency, if you have to pay capital gains on on it, um, if there are lots of affinity scams around it. So the tarnishing of the reputation of this headless peer-to-peer, indestructible peer-to-peer network, right? That would allow everybody to have money rather than go to a third party or an intermediary. So the power of that it's coming at them like a tsunami, and the and this is why I sort of tweet out, hey, you know, all banks have zero use case now because then there's an absolutely scarce base money supply, and we have websites for crowdfunding, so we don't need any of it anymore. With crowd lending, crowdfunding, all of that stuff is just software, right. and we have a base money supply but, that's but the- verifiable, so we don't need any of the other stuff. But they can't even conceive of a universe of a society of a world in which there's no banks anymore they being the banks dogs. yeah the bank, just the banks just bankers and banks and the, their central bank and their alliance with government and the whole the whole currency management structure right. but the, but, they, policy, but they need to stay relevant by offering bitcoin products
1: well see that's what uh, <laughs> jp morgan has see, admitted that they see the writing on the
0: wall that's bubble stuff though
1: that, what are you, what are you talking that's high
0: jumping on a hype train right is that as long as we're still talking about something that's dollar denominated and you're bubbleizing dollar denominated everything for for a while by these ultra low interest rates for a long period of time you're basically creating a situation where eventually the, you blame changing. bitcoin eventually all roads lead to blaming bitcoin and that's where we're at so if if the dollar price of a bitcoin Drops and they say, Well, this is a commodity that's dropping really hard in dollar value. Um, it must be a bad thing, a scam, and all. And look at all yeah. these other ones that went to zero, yeah, in the same category. Some will say that, but there's a say, split in, it, in government it's, and power. I'm just well, right, but uh, it's intentional, yes, to say this because oh, well, a lot of people are going to get hurt because yes. of Terra Luna. Well, during the dot-com bust, right, they, they didn't want to point at the central bank either. They'd they yeah. be like, oh, it's it's pets.com, it's Enron, it's all these different things that are, you know, right. bad companies, bad actors that were boom and bust okay. companies, right? But you have to go back to the systemic reason that there was even a boom in the first place. And so the systemic reason there's a boom is if you have direct planning control over interest rates and over the currency zone such that you can crank a bubble up and then let it collapse at will and then blame all the people that when the, when the tide went out, you know, they were swimming naked as Warren Buffett likes to say. Okay. So, so now we're in that moment where the things that are getting destroyed are going to be cryptos are going to be NFTs are going to be all of that jazz and they'll want to then lump it in with bitcoin. Okay. Guilt by association, right? Okay. And so all I'm saying is that that's that's all a fallacy, right? That's all not true. Is that nation states could maintain some modicum of stability and relevance and even their currency management regimes as much as I'd like to sunset them, they could maintain relevance yes. by utilizing bitcoin now and stopping I mean, literally the chart could stop.
1: You're not you're not
0: You're you're agreeing with everything. Yeah, you're not arguing with me. No, I know. I I I know. Well, that's good. I I guess we're on the same page. I'm not not trying to argue. I'm just this is the way I I see it.
1: Well, no, but you said like there, like what you said. I mean, you told me that like what I said, there's something like wrong with it because of the way I see it, X. But we never. I remember that. But we never came to that X. So what is the X? Like, what is, like, where, where's the flaw in my thinking? Because I want to know the flaw in my thinking. But,
0: well, flaw, made, the flaw that I was noticing was when you were saying, okay, the, that the right way uh, is to ask for dollars or something for trade or. Yeah, to, you
1: demand, we're going to export you Bitcoin. Do you want this shit? Okay, sell your Euros for dollars and then pay us in those dollars. Okay,
0: well, okay. So I don't, I don't see Bitcoin as a commodity though. That's the issue. Well,
1: I don't either like the well, way you don't
0: export bitcoin then nobody's exporting bitcoin that's not no you don't
1: know you don't you don't get it <laughs> okay no just imagine that the fed language no? no just imagine that the fed held like x amount of bitcoin like a shit ton or whatever
0: oh and their currency reserves Yeah. yes alongside their gold. yes holders. yeah yes yeah and
1: if you want this pay us in dollars
0: but it's the u.s it should be the u.s's sovereign treasury like, no it should yes yeah.
1: we don't disagree with that yeah but they are going to treat it like a commodity because they're still fucking dumb Keynesians and they think they're central planning to strengthen the dollar. It's going to work. That's going to implode. This is just the stepping stone that they are going to take. And then they'll wake up and realize they're shooting themselves in the foot. Okay. So this is how they win the currency war by thinking they're geniuses and saying, hey, we're going to strengthen their dollar by selling you Bitcoin. But for dollars, if you want our Bitcoin, fucking like Spain or whoever. hmm but like that's how they win the current currency war
0: mm-hmm. without
1: having like hyperinflation. But that will come eventually because people will just lose faith in the dollar mm-hmm. because Bitcoin will be more in front of their face and they'll be like, why don't we just be on a Bitcoin standard? That's how ultimately the Fed loses this war. And when I say Fed, I mean like the US version of capitalism, as we know with the decentralized like banking system. So Fed Uh, japan morgan wall street all the commercial banks and 12 member banks so that's where i lump, lump into that is team fed and then Davos is just european union wf imf all that bullshit so that's that that side of the currency war versus team fed Davos versus team fed this is how team fed wins the currency war against europe okay by copy-pasting the same idea that Putin is using to back the ruble with commodities, oil, soil, mm-hmm. gold, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're doing this the same thing as Russia is. I, I can, again, do you want oil? Pay us in, in rubles. Right. Same thing. Do you want Bitcoin? Pay us in dollars. That's how they win, but it ultimately collapses because people will be like, why the fuck do I have this currency when i've just had bitcoin and that will that will be the demise of the fed
0: sure yeah i mean you're describing some dominoes that may or may not fall and in which order they would fall um and i i am too i'm basically saying the reason that hyper bitcoinization and unit of count is so interesting to me is because really if you start thinking of the price, like I track with my pin tweet, I track the silver price in sats, denominated in sats for a reason, because because unlearning the dollar price of something, you know, most people think, oh, it's $20 an ounce of silver or $25 or whatever it is. And that's what they think, right? But if I haven't looked at the dollar price in a long time, and I'm only looking at the ratio of silver to Bitcoin, and I know it's like, you know, spiked to 74,500 sats per troy ounce because I'm checking it all the time. And most people don't. That's like a very fringe chart to check, you know, uh, that nobody else cares about. But I'm like, I really want to know that ratio because at some point, I think the volatility dampens down between a bunch of different commodities like that and Bitcoin. And to see that dampening happen over time is what I, I really want to See, because when that happens then those menus will flip in san salvador right the, the yeah. suddenly <laughs> you'll see sats as you know this many sats for a you know for a taco or whatever so yeah that's what uh, you know i think it's really cool to see treasuries buying the dip and stacking sats but what would be even cooler is for the average person on the street to feel like that's not only money but it's good predictable deflationary money that they're happy to save him because and not have to worry about oh i only want to save if the interest rate is this and all the this kind of traditional carrot and stick of of monetary policy right yeah do we have an audience i'm curious is that like what's going Oh, uh, on? last here? i
1: saw there was three people watching the stream oh my gosh this is yeah. fun well this is my first <laughs> live stream that's cool
0: oh that's cool three is cool
1: oh mark goodwin liked liked
0: it Let's oh, see sweet. here if I go. Oh, now Twitter we have one well. person.
1: That one person might be me. <laughs>
0: but we'll be so, able to... I'm a, I should retweet this. Oh, yeah, cool. dude, you should. Oh, wow. That's kind of my whole thing.
1: Anyway, it's almost 8 o'clock. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy.
0: I should probably... eat Now, on, on,
1: on Daylight Savings Time on the West Coast,
0: is it's, this being... Oh, wow. So this is embedded in Twitter. Yeah. I feel like this is very fractal. Yeah, it's a it's a show inside a, a tweet. Yeah, dude. All right, I'm I'm tweeting that. I mean, there's a
1: shit ton of spaces yeah. going on. So who the fuck wants to listen no, to? No, our ours is the shit. best for sure. Ours I is mean, obviously. the best, yeah. I just spewed some fictional alpha of how Bitcoin pure signal. Wins. Pure
0: signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. We should get some food. Yeah, we should. Uh, I was going full ramble on, on all my own stuff.
1: I so. was feeling like a little like lightheaded myself, and yeah. just like, oh, fuck. it's been really I hot really, here. I, I don't want to do this episode, but then like I got into it. Like this is why I love it. this shit. And I was just well, like, oh, this has
0: been fun for me.
1: Yeah, dude, it was great. Yeah, I think I I came to a a thesis, like a, a new thesis that isn't completely me. Uh, ripping off someone else, and
0: what's like your thesis, the what you already said. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 I like it. I mean, I got really autistic when it came to uh, article that I wrote in Bitcoin Magazine. I'm not really sure how many people read that thing, but it was from Tom Longo. He spotted when the Fed started tightening in uh, a year ago mm-hmm. in June during the FOMC meeting when Powell raised the reverse repo rate five bips. And it's been moving money ever since then. And Mm -hmm. so I went into detail, like, what are the, what is this economic arsenal that the fed has for as, as Mm -hmm. futile as central planning really is like, what are these tools that he can use to actually achieve blah, blah, blah. And then like at the end of it, I threw in like, okay, well, the banks are going to have to like be dependent on Bitcoin to stay relevant and make money. Mm -hmm. But then as the whole Russia, Ukraine thing came about and, we see how Putin is not on a gold standard, but like a commodity standard, back in rubles. Like it was just me spewing these words on this podcast. we like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, I huh. well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that at some point money breaks down entirely because if you just don't want to do business with somebody, well, like what I mean, basically what sanctions are are this sort of international boycotting, right? Yeah. So if you just don't want to do something with somebody because you hate them or you think they're disgusting or they have lost any kind of moral you know, high ground, um, e- e- kind of everybody who's a buyer or seller has the ability to just opt out of a marketplace like that. So you can't ever opt out of politics, but you can definitely opt out of transactions and just sort of be like, no, we're not yeah. dealing with you. We hate you for being you know, an asshole and making war when you just and then negotiate come to the diplomacy table putin and all of that stuff so yeah. i am
1: before this ends i just want to go to the youtube because this is streaming on youtube oh, maybe cool. you have more than one person watching on youtube
0: yeah we should probably not get some yes i know you, you want to go no no no, no. We, I, I, I was just, I just had to saying pee as well you, you, you said you were hungry we should figure out uh, dinner um, what what do you what do you usually like to eat?
1: Um, that's a good question. We'll figure it out. Hold on, I'm gonna f- see the live stream live. Who's watching? Oh, one, <laughs> the
0: big one. It's all good. <laughs> Maybe it's my wife.
1: Maybe it, it's probably, probably just pick, <laughs> picking up me and like my cookies or something anyway uh alex is this, this is really awesome i thoroughly enjoyed this conversation me too
0: me too phil thanks for for doing it so wait why are you a boy named sue other than the 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 famous song is it like sue like pseudonym because i saw the way you spelled it yeah because my okay. my twitter handle is mr sue but and you don't go under a pseudonym right or I no it's, it's called a,
1: a boy named sue with mr sue but i go as phil gibson i I started calling myself Phil Gibson, like the last name Gibson, because I did a little short internship part time at the. Uh,
0: I hate. So you're not Phil Gibson.
1: Oh no, I 100 percent am.
0: Oh but okay. I was gonna I go, thought You're saying that was a pseudonym. I, I,
1: I was I was gonna use my pseudonym, Mister Sue, when I did an internship at the oh. li, at the Libertarian Institute. And, oh, cool. And and really Scott cool. Horn just like that's stupid, like. You use like an adult name. I'm like, okay. So uh
0: yeah. Is, is, but your adult name is your real name. Or I guess I'm not meant to know. What is real? <laughs> What's on your birth certificate? Is this real life? No, I know, exactly. It's it's all a simulation, right? Bitcoin's real. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Bitcoin's real. All right. Well, Alex, where can people follow follow you on Twitter. I'm at
0: AK Kaufman on Twitter End up i retweet a lot i've thought of making a t-shirt that i will just you know some people might think you're i retweet a bot, therefore if i i, I do it intentionally because you know you can scroll through it's like a stream of consciousness like you can mute my retweets and then go back to my profile and scroll through and then it's like oh wow these are all the things Alex thought was relevant. Just the same way you go to Map Drudge, Drudge Report from way back in the day. You just like you it's always changing, right? Alex Drudge. Kaufman,
1: the Drudge Report of Bitcoin. And I
0: don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to go all in on that comparison. They already think we're all right. But I'm a news junkie, and I admit that that's kind of like not not the bet. And Shinobi was annoyed with me, I think, because I I do this thing sometimes where I go into conversations I find interesting. And I don't take a side. I just retweet everybody in the conversation in the reply thread. I'm like, I want to put some more people's eyeballs on this conversation. It's interesting. I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't know what this is all about. Some technical thing with Bitcoin or maybe even a technical thing with the geopolitics or COVID or whatever it is. But I'll retweet everything on there intentionally just to see like, And some, you know, I've had people block me. The Wall Street Silver account actually blocked me because they DM me and they were like, and I, Wall Street Silver, if you're listening, like, I like silver still and the silver squeeze, like, unblock me, bro. Like, that's not cool. Uh, But they blocked me because, uh, yeah, DM me and it's like, I really don't like your strategy of retweeting me and then getting a bunch of crypto bros in my replies. Like, that's what I have Bitcoiners who follow me. I don't know what he was talking about with crypto bros. He's probably lumping them all together. And he thought that people talking about Bitcoin in the silver replies was annoying spam and that I was to blame because I had retweeted his stuff to an audience of it harder,
1: pussy. What
0: the fuck? <laughs> I just thought that was so weird. Um, but yeah, I'm I am pro the silver squeeze, even though I'm a Bitcoin maxi because I'm like, hey, we should. Because deny- you like money. We should denominate the silver in sats, right? Like that's that's as maxi as it gets Just to be like, hey, sats are our unit of account. But obviously silver still exists because it's made of atoms. Like, you know, we need to yeah. talk about every commodity, everything for which there's supply and demand. It's just a question. I don't have a problem with gold. What's our unit silver. of account? Yeah. yeah. What's our unit of account? If it's the dollar and the dollar's being shitty and it's being managed in a bad way, consistently really bad way. Yeah. We need Bitcoin. We need Bitcoin. We need Bitcoin. Let's
1: let's, let's end, end the show right yeah. there. Awesome. awesome. And we need food. And we need food. <laughs> we do. We do. That's Can't cool. buy food with silver though. Uh, maybe, maybe during eventually. the Civil War. All right. <laughs> Bye people. And hi people. And there it is. There you have it. Hope you enjoy that conversation as much as I did. And again, Alex, thanks for stopping by my neck of the woods. And make sure that you stop by the neck of the woods of shiftcrypto.ch. That's shiftcrypto.ch. Thanks again for them for sponsoring. Grab yourself a Bitbox 2 hardware wallet with promo code BITCOIN. Made simple, all caps, no spaces, for 5% off because it, there's it's just crazy times out there. So make sure you have your money where you need it, which is in your self-custody. Anyway, as always, guys, thanks for stopping by. hope you enjoyed it. And as always, be sure to own your failure because God knows... Our so-called leaders do not. This is Phil Gibson. You've been listening to A Boy Named Sue on the Bitcoin Made Simple podcast network. So peace out, sayonara, adios. Until next time, toodles.